Good afternoon and welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll catch up with a couple of local farmers and find out how seeding is coming along. Also, CAP President Bill Campbell will join us. And uh, first in today's country comment, we'll chat with Ann Kirk with Manitoba Agriculture about cereal seeding. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Joining us now is Ann Kirk with Manitoba Agriculture to give us an update on cereal seeding. We have had some dry conditions. So last week, I think a lot of farmers had gotten seed in the ground. Um, There had been a bit of seeding happening mid-April and then a bit of a break. And then I think a lot of farmers were back at it last week. So as of last Tuesday's crop report, we saw that 2% of seeding had been completed province-wide. How's the soil moisture um, situation looking? Uh, you know, we had we had that snowfall and then a bit of rain over the weekend, but, you know, how are things looking there? Uh, I think, uh, in general, it's the soil moisture has been fairly dry. It really depends on the region that you're in and how much rainfall you got. Uh, I know central Manitoba got, you know, anywhere from 1 to, I've seen, 8 millimeters of rain uh, over yesterday on Sunday. So that definitely certainly helped things out a lot. Um, we are still below normal for this time of year, though. Are we uh, starting to see any emergence yet? Yeah, we've started to see. There's been a little bit of emergence from that early planted, um, early planted uh, cereals. I haven't um, heard of a lot of it, but there definitely has been some emergence. All right, and um, just as far as timing, you know, are things pretty much on schedule here? Yeah, I think that we got a, definitely got an early start, but in terms of, say, like our average um, seeding time, I kind of expect us to be uh, on par with what we typically see um, at this time of year. So I think that with this dry dry soil conditions, farmers have been able to get a lot of acres in a short period of time. Anything else to, to highlight? Or? Oh, I, uh, I guess just for winter cereals, um, across most regions, we have heard that winter cereal survival, survival has been really good. And um, soil conditions and air has generally been fairly cool still. Um, on the weekend, we did have some warm conditions, but um, you know, regrowth has been fairly limited just due to those cool soil and um, and uh, air temperature conditions. But you know, as temperatures warm up, we'll start to see a lot more regrowth. That was Ann Kirk with Manitoba Agriculture updating us on cereal seeding. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. Keystone Agricultural Producers has made a submission to the Canada Grain Act Review. Here's CAP President Bill Campbell. I think the overall messaging is that uh, through meeting committee meetings and consultations and uh, producer engagement, that uh, I would say vast majority of producers want to see uh, the Grain Commission uh, maintain its role and be able to uh, be oversight for the grain industry. I think the primary concern is to protect uh, producers' rights and interests. Corn planting is underway in Manitoba. Morgan Cott is with the Manitoba Crop Alliance. There was some corn starting this past week, um, at least in the valley. I think quite a few guys got a number of acres in, and there's still more to get planted, of course. What are the recommendations, you know, as far as um, soil temperature? Corn won't germinate until the soil is at least 10 degrees Celsius, so we want to plant as soon as that time as possible. don't like to go too much earlier. Um, and if you are planting after that, it'll just germinate faster as long as there's moisture. Cott says sunflower planting is also getting underway. 
And the Canadian Wheat Research Coalition has committed $2 million over five years towards a core breeding agreement with the University of Alberta. The investment will fund research activities through the U of A's Wheat Breeding Program with a specific focus on developing new Canadian Western Red Spring and Canadian Prairie Spring Red Wheat varieties. The agreement came into effect May 1st and will expire at the end of 2025. The Canadian Wheat Research Coalition is a collaboration between the Alberta Wheat Commission, Saskatchewan Wheat Development Commission, and Manitoba Crop Alliance. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Tuesday, May 4th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, Glenda Lee Allen Wasser will take a look at the markets. Today, Glenda Lee Allen Vossler catches up with Brennan Turner to chat about the changes in his company and the markets. Brennan, first off, let's start with the fact that uh, we have a name change with the company. Over the last couple of years, we've, we've developed a new platform um, for cash grain trading, um, specifically called Combine, C-O-M-B-Y-N-E. And the purpose behind it is that we're literally built a tool to, to help share deal communications or deal intentions with your existing trading networks. And so um, now that we've, we've started to, to um, integrate with a couple uh, tools that are used by buyers and farmers alike in terms of digital tools, farm management system, precision ag platforms, contracting tools, um, by literally combining those trading networks, deal communication, and integrations with tool use, it just made sense to, to brand our company as, as Combine X. Well, let's focus in on the markets, and if you don't mind, take us through some of the highlights. You'd have to be living under a rock to, to miss out some of the action in the in the in the grain markets these last month this last month or so. I mean, specifically in in April alone, you saw um, canola prices on the futures board jump by close to twenty one percent. I mean, corn prices on the futures board were up about twenty three percent, hard red spring wheat up by about twenty three percent. And again, that's just in one month. And you know, really what's that and specifically this is either for front month contracts for spot movement, not necessarily for new crop, although new crop did see some some similar gains on the futures board. But the the bottom line is that we've got a really, really strong demand function right now. Um, you know, there's there's just with COVID there's been supply constraints or supply chain concerns, um, some 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 uh, tighter carryouts than what I think a lot of people were expecting smaller crops and what we were kind of anticipating back in the fall. Um, and and all of this combined with the fact that there are some moisture concerns to start the, the, the new crop growing season. Um, this is just amplifying prices to, to levels that um, we haven't seen, I mean, for corn and soybeans, we haven't seen these prices for eight years. For hard red spring wheat, we haven't seen these prices since 2017. Um, and for canola, obviously, it's been a couple of years since since uh, canola prices have been up near the, the $20 handle a bushel. So, um, you know, it's a combination of some weather concerns, but mostly demand right now. And um, there's a lot weighing on the upcoming growing season. What kind of a shift do you think we're going to see as far as acreages? Although stats can, in their seeding intentions report at the end of April, suggested that uh, there would be less spring wheat acres, a lot of that is specifically in the hard red spring wheat category. But what we do know that seed wheat, um, specifically those low-protein varieties like soft white, CPS, GP, specialty purpose, those, those type of, of wheat classes still are in really, really strong demand. 
not just internationally, but obviously domestically here at home, because those prices tend to track the futures prices in Chicago, which are, are closely correlated against corn. So bottom line is that I think there's actually going to be more low-protein wheat uh, planted than, than what um, stats can is suggesting. But that being said, I mean, you look across the board, be it peas, uh, lentils, feed barley, um, canola, obviously, brown flax, like all of these prices, all these crops are, are having really, really strong prices right now. And so I think more than anything, there's probably going to be a rotation that wins out at the end of the day. Um, and, and the other thing to keep in mind here that at the, that really commodities are in a, in a kind of a boom cycle right now, but we always know that cycles tend to tend to drag out for, for a year, maybe two, and then start to pull back. So, you know, frankly, I look at this year, regardless of, of acreage intentions, I look at this year as an opportunity for farmers to strengthen their balance sheets and um, regardless of what they're planting, because again, you know, regardless of almost the commodity, you're seeing some really good returns right now. That's Brennan Turner with Combine Ag for Golden West. I'm Glendale Allen Vossler. Keystone Agricultural Producers has made a submission to the Canada Grain Act review. Here's CAP President Bill Campbell. I think the overall messaging is that uh, through meeting committee meetings and consultations and uh, producer engagement that uh, I would say a mass, vast majority of producers want to see uh, the Grain Commission uh, maintain its role and be able to uh, be oversight for the grain industry. Uh, I think the primary concern is to protect uh, producers' rights and interests. And so, uh, you know, there's a lot of um, a lot of detail when you get into that, you know, overall mandate that the Grain Commission has. Um, you know, we, we deal with a few things with regards to, uh, you know, uh, the grading and the dockage, uh, some of those aspects. Uh, there's, um, you know, the mandate of enforcement of the powers that the uh, uh, Grain Commission has. Uh, also, producer protection uh, payments. Uh, with uh, regards to licensing of facilities. Uh, so there's, um, you know, a, a lot of things that in, are involved in the Grain Commission. When you look at the, the history, I believe it was um, uh, enacted in 1912, and it has gone through, um, you know, um, relatively stable times. And we have seen changes with regards to the grain industry. So modernizing it, I think, would be beneficial. And some of the the aspects have changed within regards to producers um, raising uh, grains and the marketing of grains have changed somewhat and our customers and, and all of that. So, um, but I think we need to ensure that producers' rights and interests are protected in all of this. Um, um, it's, um, you know, it's essentially we are the producers of the grain. So, um, yeah, I, I think that there is some ability to modernize and, and be up to date. I, I think that that would be beneficial. And um, just wanted to touch on uh, seeding here uh, for a few minutes. You know, how are things um, coming along across the province? Well, um, you know, with COVID, we haven't traveled too far and now even with further restrictions. But from what I gather, that I would suggest that most guys have, have begun to seed. I know there are... Um, you know, individuals that haven't quite uh, got there yet, but it's uh, 
you know, it has been cool and, and that, but I would suggest that, you know, there's pretty widespread seeding of cereals. Uh, uh, most guys, I think, will be waiting for warmer soil temperatures before we get into the oil seeds and, and, and that part of it. But uh, I think they're finding most guys are relatively happy with seedbed conditions. Uh, some areas are a little concerned about drying out on the topsoil, but uh, uh, the rain on the weekend will help a little bit with that part. But, uh, um, you know, it's progressing, I would suggest, favorably. Um, the other part that, that looks positive, it's relatively early yet. And uh, when we look to some of the signals that Mother Nature gives us with regards to growing, um, you know, we've seen limited uh, greening up of the grass. The trees are not necessarily um, coming out yet. And I don't think, I haven't seen a wild oak yet. And that's generally a true indicator when uh, it's a good time for um, seeds to be in the ground. That was Keystone Agricultural Producers President Bill Campbell. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email to farmdesk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Glenda Lee Allen Wassler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. Canada's Farm Show is going virtual this year, June 16th and 17th. Go to canadasfarmshow.com for details. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Tuesday afternoon, we'll check in with a couple of local farmers and find out how seeding is coming along. In southwest Manitoba, reporter Barry Lamb spoke with Boisevain area farmer George Heidi. I think we had a huge amount. Uh, it seems around five millimeters was fairly general, but uh, how welcome was uh, that little bit of precipitation? Oh, it was it was wonderful. Like to to smell the the fresh rain and and get uh, get that dust settled and get get a couple of tenths of rain like that. Uh, we're estimating about a couple of tenths of rain. So that's just just uh, a wonderful rain, and it's a just a great start to to. Uh, a summer that can bring more rain for sure we're 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 optimists so we're counting on it and we'll uh that's why we put put the seed in the ground i guess and how is your seeding progressing uh you well into it or just getting going where are you at yeah we're just finishing finishing up the wheat we put some barley and corn and and uh canola and soybeans in yet but it's uh yeah we're we're doing really well it's great to go corner to corner no uh no mud to deal with this spring like compared to last year it's yeah it's uh great conditions with the little rain we got now it's, it's perfect what has to happen before the canola will be going into the ground what kind of conditions you want to see well right now we'd like a little more heat in the air uh you know it's just a bit early yet i mean the, the nights are cold and we don't want want these frosty nights so probably you know eight to ten days for sure yet and, Maybe put some soybeans in first, but uh, that's kind of the timeline on on the weather side of it. And yeah, it's uh, you know just we're kind of waiting on on the uh, on the Mother Nature to to fill in the, the the warmth in the air a bit. Saturday was great. Well, the moisture Sunday was nice or a nice start. Uh, how badly will more precip be needed here, especially once uh, the emergence gets underway? Oh, it's. It's uh, not not as critical for the grain crops. There is some moisture for them to to germ and grow a bit, but uh, you know the the pasture and the and the hayland just absolutely needs a couple of inches of rain 
to uh, to get any any kind of growth going at all. It's that's critical for for pastures right now, or uh, they won't grow at all until until we get decent rains. That was Boisevane area farmer George Heidi speaking with reporter Barry Lamb. I had a chance to catch up with Jack Fraze, who farms in the Winkler area. Things are, are going pretty smoothly, other than uh, getting frost every night, but uh, we've uh, got a good start on our canola, and uh, we finished uh, planting our corn and just uh, starting to get into soybeans here today. What are soil temperatures like? Uh, during the day, we're, we're good, but our problem is uh, the overnight uh, uh, lows and uh, on uh, temperatures at nighttime. Uh, still getting frost a lot of nights, and uh, just listening to your forecast here, it's supposed to be minus 5 tonight, so uh, that is not... Uh, uh, conducive to a lot of growth, that's for sure. As far as uh, cereals, are you guys pretty much wrapped up with those? or uh, We uh, we decided not to grow cereals anymore. It doesn't uh, doesn't fit into our, our plans. Uh, uh, they don't pencil out the way some other crops do, and uh, so we've uh, got uh, mostly corn as our, our replacement for that, those kind of crops. We're, we're planning to get into into soybeans now, and uh, you need uh, it would be nice to have a little warmer temperatures for that, uh, but uh, you know, at that time of year and you want to get the crop in and conditions are, are uh, ideal for doing that, uh, especially with a little bit of moisture we had. Uh, now we can uh, put the crop in and, and get it into into moist ground at least. Maybe have to go quite as deep with planting as we did uh, before this. How dry is it out there? It is really dry. I mean, uh, there is very little subsoil moisture there. Uh, going down two inches of planting corn, there's uh, there's moisture there. But uh, the canola, you generally uh, plant uh, an inch or a little bit shallower, and uh, we had to go a little deeper than that to, to kind of lay it into moisture. Other guys in that area, are they um, they're kind of at the same place then? Or? I, I think for the most part, uh, guys are uh, uh, done with the cereals for the most part and uh, moving into canola. And But, you know, it's, again, it's these overnight temperatures, and, and when you get down to minus 5, uh, it's a little risky, and, and you also want to make sure that the plant plant maintains vigor because we've already been hearing of uh, a lot of flea beetles around in different parts of the, of, uh, the country and if the plant is uh, weak or uh, without vigor it's very vulnerable to attack that's for sure. How did market prices how does that play into to what you guys grow did that uh, change your decisions at all this year? Or? Not really we had, we had made our plans ahead of time we had fertilized last fall accordingly and so so we really haven't changed our plans at all. That was Winkler area farmer Jack Fraze. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. Sunflower planting is getting underway. Morgan Cott is with the Manitoba Crop Alliance. I think that some will be starting this week. I, I've just heard from one producer recently who's going to get some in today, I believe. So I think now that, yeah, it is starting to warm up and we have more potential, I think that sunflowers are probably going to be a go Cott says corn planting has also started. And a submission has been made by Keystone Agricultural Producers to the Canada Grain Act review. Here's CAP President Bill Campbell. We need to ensure that producers' rights and interests are protected in all of this. It's essentially we are the producers of the grain. So I think that there is some ability to modernize and and be up to date. I, I think that that would be beneficial. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. 
Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm program. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll have details on this week's crop report. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.